Welcome into Straight Up Sports. I am your host, Devin Albertson. It's been a long week for me. Just started basketball practice, so that's been taking up quite a bit of my evenings here. So sorry this is coming at you so late here on this Thursday night. You probably listen to us on Monday uh, before the game, so it should be a lot of fun. As we are in the second round of districts, that doesn't mean we don't have top ten matchups. we got two of them this week. It should be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to see how everything kind of uh, shapes up this week. Um, the biggest game of the weekend I will actually be at, but I'll get to that in just a minute. We'll start at the top of the bracket. Uh, first of all, congratulations to everybody with their all-conference awards. Um, we will start with just District 1, uh, the Wemo Conference, eight-man all-conference. A um, couple of things here. I finally know the backfield options for some of these teams. So Rich Hill with Peyton McFrederick and Clifton Bridgewater at quarterback and running back. Both made first-team all-conference. Just sophomores and juniors there. So Rich Hill, I like what they're bringing back possibly for next year. I think they could be a real contender uh, to go deep again next year. Um, but what I can tell here, uh, first team offense for Wemo, um, Appleton City. Man, I know they went 9 0 down there, but they got all purpose back. Jarrett Long, who was also the offensive player of the year, the senior, I believe he was the one who hurt, got hurt versus Liberal. Um, best player in that conference, apparently. So it's going to suck they don't have him, but they also had uh, first team all conference tight end slash wide receiver Michael. Avers, Aversman, I'm sorry if I butchered your name there. Also, um, unanimous all-first-team f- selection, Cameron Lawson, a junior. Also, George uh, Stagamusman, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, a senior. Also, they had a second-team lineman in Marcus Thompson, who's a junior. So, Appleton City, that offense with um, two linemen, an end, and, a, and your all-purpose back, all making first team. Also, your last lineman making it second team, and a running back in Tyler Strutt. Uh, Stutman making it second team. Appleton City had a lot of firepower there on offense, and it really showed up on their all-conference awards. Uh, defensively, though, Drexel really ate up there on the defensive side of things. Uh, D-Lyman's Gage Saunders and Wyatt Pearson. Also in linebackers, Jacob Coffey and Adam Gilbert. Uh, Coffey is just a, uh, just a freshman over there. I did not realize he was a freshman there for Drexel. So Drexel, also Ethan Irvin, is a junior defensive back. So Drexel... They should be decent again next year as well. So Drexel could still make a district, still make a semifinal run this year. So we're kind of interested to see what happens down there. Um, so yeah, I'm very interested to kind of see how all that goes. Gunnar Miller was the defensive player of the year at middle linebacker. So good there for Gunnar Miller. Um, that's how the Wemo conference. A couple of things I wanted to highlight there. Um, I was always told there with Rich Hill from people in this area. Um, don't know a whole lot about Rich Hill other than when it comes to track season, they're always really fast. And with an eight-man, if you get some speed, you can definitely do some major damage. So um, very interested that the all-district team, very similar to the um, all-conference team there for the uh, Wemo. Just only difference is you add Chillahowie, Northwest Hughesville to the mix to those um, four or five teams. So... Uh, not a whole lot, a big difference there. Um, first team quarterback Tyler Guerin from Osceola. I know he got hurt earlier in the year, but he was a very good player. They had running backs in Stutman, Stutman and Bridgewater. Long, of course, with the all-purpose back. So a lot of good players there um, across the board. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of what happened. 
there with that. I don't want to go into all those names because there was a lot of names that made the all-district and all-conference teams like usual. Um, but congratulations to all of those teams who made the all, all those players who made the all-conference. Uh, the matchups this week, though, number five seed Rich Hill at the number one seed Appleton City. These two teams met all the way back in, I believe, week one. Appleton City got the win there, of course, 62-24 to in Appleton City. They'll be back there again. But that was a long time ago. I mean, that's all the way back in was it August. So a lot's changed since then. Rich Hill, much better on the offensive end um, now than they were then. Um, also, I think they're kind of getting used to the eight-man game a little bit more. And I think Rich Hill has a great chance here, especially with Long out for Appleton City if he is out. Um, Rich Hill has a definite opportunity to pull the upset here. Um, and I do like Rich Hill to win this game, actually. I went back and forth a little bit, but I think Rich Hill has a chance here to pull off the upset and possibly force that semifinal game between District 1 and 4 to be played down south again this year. So I'm very interested to see how that all plays out. Um, but yes, give me Rich Hill to upset Appleton City. It should be a great game. Appleton City is ranked number 6 in the state right now. Rich Hill, I just think, is very dangerous. I talked to a couple coaches down there. They said Rich Hill... Um, since about the halfway point in the year, has maybe been the best team in that conference. So it was very interesting to see how that goes. And then Liberal at number 10, Drexel. Um, give me Drexel here. I think Liberal has a lot of wins on the year, but I don't think they've really beat anybody of any caliber that's good. And I think Drexel, um, just too strong up front for Liberal. So give me Drexel to beat Liberal. They also played earlier this year. Um, in week one as well, Drexel won that one 24-18. I think this one will be a bigger spread this time, actually. So I think Drexel wins comfortably in this one. Then we go to district number four. South Holt, Nottoway Holt at number one and undefeated East Atchison. While I do believe East Atchison will win this game, I would not be surprised if South Holt, Nottoway Holt made this a game that's played deep into the third and fourth quarters where it's close. The Spartans can score the ball. They can... The Spartans can play some offense there with Drew Quinlan at quarterback, whether he is running or he is throwing. Um, one of the better players in the state, Jake McNamee for East Ashton, a very smart, cerebral player. I really like his game. I like what they're doing on defense with Kaylin Merriweather there in the middle at the middle linebacker. Um, it should be a good chess match there between Coach Peterson and his former defensive coordinator, Kevin Dotson, the other side for the uh, Wolves. Should be interesting. Last time, uh, Spartans lost 62-27, to I believe, back in week number three as since that point the Spartans have been on a tear I've only lost one game since and that was to Mountain City so the Spartans have kind of got rolling here East Atchison's been rolling all season so I'm very interested to see how this works out I do believe East Atchison wins um, but I think this game is a little closer than some are expecting across the state uh, just because I think the Spartans can score a lot of points in a, in bunches and I don't think the Spartans are going to stop East Atchison barely ever but I believe East Atchison will get enough stops to win this game and um, advance the district championship game. Up next, a great matchup. This is the one that I'll be calling number three, Mountain City, at number five, North Andrew. Just going through my notes here um, and all the stuff that I'm going to be calling for this game. Mountain City, if you look in their backfield, they have three of the best. Landon Papa, TJ Hopkins, and Dylan George. That's a very good backfield there for Mountain City. I do like what they're doing up front as well. Uh, but North Andrew, they bring some problems. I mean, they're big up front. They have a lot of speed on the outside. Uh, Jaden Baker is a very good dual-threat quarterback. Um, fullback Carson Thomas runs hard. Hayden Ecker for 
at running back, also a little freshman, gets some good speed. They also use Kobe Etheridge, among others there in the backfield for North Andrew. They like to sub in and out uh, back there and keep those guys fresh so they can run hard later in the game. Um, you've seen Keaton Hanna and uh, Keenan Shunk come back from injuries. Those two have really helped with the athleticism, especially on defense and in the back end. Um, and on defense, I really like what North Andrew's doing as of late. Um, with Hunter Grimes being back there in the middle, he'll give uh, Mount City plenty of problems up front. McKinley Lillard, a very good player as well, has nine and a half sacks in the year, 16 tackles for losses. Uh, Braden Brinks has played well. He's got 16 tackles for losses as well as six and a half sacks. Um, two really good defensive ends there for North Andrew, but their defense really hinges on Clayton Linville, the junior, 141 tackles, 20 tackles for loss, 15 sacks. He's been very good this year, along with his middle linebacker running mate in Carson Thomas. Only 51 tackles, but 13 tackles for loss and five sacks. He's another good, hard-nosed physical player there for North Andrew. Uh, so Linville and Thomas really control the middle of that defense. Jaden Baker also plays linebacker, but he's more of a safety linebacker uh, mixture there. We'll see what they kind of do with him on defense against Mountain City's ground and pound attack. Be very interesting, and I do like Hannah and Shunk on the outside. They're back in the secondary for North Andrew. Very good athletes for the Cardinals. Uh, but Mount City, their defense is the big advantage here in this game. Only allowing 16 points per game. That's second behind, I believe, only East Atchison on the year. Yes, it is. East Atchison allowing 15.7. Mount City, 16.2. Followed by Drexel at 18.9. So there's the only three teams in the state allowing less than 20 points per game. Uh, so just a couple touchdowns per game allowed by East Atchison and Mount City or Drexel. Three touchdowns with no two-point conversions kind of thing. So very interested to see how this game kind of plays out. Mount City, their front line, they're not overly big. Besides, T.J. Hopkins is a good-sized kid. I mean, he's got 67 tackles, but 31 are for loss, and he has 10 sacks. He's had a very good football season. Um, Blake Hayes is the other defensive end spot. 61 tackles, but 25 and a half are for, t for losses, and he has 9.5 sacks. They get in the backfield, and they just cause havoc. I mean, Caden Messer, even up front in the nose tackle position, 65 tackles, 12 tackles for losses. I mean, they just get after it up front. I really like what they're doing. They got some decent linebackers. Landon Papa's a heck of a football player offensively and defensively. Tony Osborne, Dylan George, Parker Staples. I mean, I like their front six or seven there for Mountain City. They also got Will Young in the back end. Does a nice job for him as well. I like what Mountain City does, um, and they've done all this only with a plus-two turnover margin. They just do a good job just getting off the field on defense. They don't rely on turnovers. North Andrew, on the other hand, have 17 interceptions and 17 forced fumbles recovered this year. It's 34 forced, forced turnovers or plus-21 in turnover margin. They got 51 sacks in the year. North Andrew, more of a big play defense. Mountain City, 31 sacks in the year, five interceptions, five fumble, re seven fumble recoveries. So they've only forced 12 turnovers, but they've only allowed – uh, 24 touchdowns on the season in general. They've been very good. Uh, Two-point conversion-wise, if you look at Mountain City, this is an interesting stat I saw in the uh, prepping for this. They're 9 of 24 on the year, allowing two-point conversions, only nine conversions against them. But 5 of 8 were against East Ashton, that 58-50 to 50 loss. They're 4 of 16 versus everyone else on two-point conversions. They're very good at stopping that two-point play. And that could be very important coming to this. Remember North Andrew, their first loss this year to Pattonsburg, the reason they kind of lost that game is because they could not convert two-point conversions. So we'll see what happens here. I'm not going to make a pick in this game because I will be at the game broadcasting, but I love this matchup. Two 8-2 and two teams who finished second and third, I guess, in their conference. Mount State finishing third in their conference. North Andrew finishing second in the GRC. This is going to be a fantastic football game. 
whoever wins this game has a great chance of beating East Atchison next week. And also, um, I believe whoever wins District 4 will probably beat the winner in District number um, 1 and be the representative in the state title game. Um, so I'm very, very excited to see how this all works out. We got Mound City at North Andrew. Not going to make a score prediction, but um, man, these two are second and third in point differentials. Mound City plus 34, North Andrew plus 33.9, only behind East Ashton is plus 43. So the top three teams in this points differential are all in district number four. Um, this district is loaded, and it's going to be a lot of fun to see how it plays out next two weeks. I'll be calling both those games the semifinal here with Mount City North Andrew, and the winner of this game, most likely versus East Atchison in the next round. I'll be calling all those games. Um, it should be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to see how that all works out in that one. So that's what I got for that game. Um, and then you got Stewartsville at Southwest Livingston in district number two. Livingston, the fourth-ranked team in the state, should run away with that one. That should be not be much of a game. I'm sure that Mackie Anderson will put up plenty of numbers in that one. Uh, no biggie there for East Livingston. They've already beat Stewartsville uh, big earlier this year. I can't remember the score of that game the first time. Uh, let me look it up here real quick. It was back in week five, and Livingston won 48 to nothing at halftime. So uh, expect more of the same in this one. And then next matchup we have in district number two is the second best matchup of the weekend. Number seven, North Shelby at number eight, Oric. Remember, Oric did pull off this win in week number nine, 38 to 30 over North Shelby, but really dominated that game. Oric, very good up front. Blake Buchanan, a very good running back. They gave North Shelby all sorts of, sorts of troubles in that one. But I think North Shelby will make the necessary adjustments here. And I think North Shelby might be the best team in that district, even though they're the three seed. And I think I like North Shelby to win this game and then beat Livingston to make it to the state semifinals. Very excited to see how what happens here with the Raiders and the Bearcats. Um, so I am very excited to kind of see what happens. Um, in this one, I think North Shelby wins this one by a couple touchdowns, though. They go on the road this time to Oric and get some revenge against the Bearcats. Bearcats, um, but Oric, you cannot discount what they've done this year. They have been very good this season. I've kind of taken them for granted a bit this year after they lost to Drexel back in week two, I believe, or three. They lost to them back in week three at home, and then they went on the road in week six and played Worth County very tough. I get a little more respect for them there, only losing by 20 without your best player is very impressive against a good Worth County team at the time uh, before they lost Alarcon for the season. Um, so Oric, very good football team, very good up front, just like North Shelby is. So this is going to be a physical ground-and-pound game, but give me North Shelby in a close one over Oric. Uh, then Pattonsburg hosting Stanberry. Um, this was actually an interesting game first time around in week number five. I know Pattonsburg won 58-6, but I believe this was like a 22-6 halftime score. And Stanberry really took the air out of the ball and made Pattonsburg slow their offense down a little bit in that first half. Uh, I think Stanbury is getting better as the year goes on, as we saw them last week. Uh, two weeks ago, they only lost to Worth County by 20. And before that, um, and then after that, they did beat King City in a rematch last week. So I think Stanbury is getting better each and every week with that young roster. Um, so it's been a good spring forward for them for next season. But I think Pattonsburg just too good on offense um, for them. And then Albany at Worth County, number nine team in the state hosting Albany. I went back and forth on this. Worth County without Alarcon, just a different type of team. Uh, with with Alarcon, they won this game 82-42. to While I don't think Alarcon's a 40-point difference, I do believe the style of play 
definitely favors Albany now. <clears throat> you look at Albany on offense, they are so disciplined. They are so fundamentally sound. They're going to be able to score points. And I don't know if Worth County is going to be able to score with them this time like they were able to last time because Albany had that lead early in that game but could not hold on. So I'm very kind of back and forth on this one. I think Worth County is going to pull out the win, but I would not be shocked if Albany won. I think right now, the way I see I've been talking to a couple of people this week, there's a better chance that Albany beats Worth County than Worth County goes to state. That's just kind of the way I'm looking at it right now. Um, well, I think Pattonsburg's the best team in that district. I think with the way they're not playing defense right now, it makes each one of their games just that much more difficult and um, could really hamper them going forward into the playoffs. So Pattonsburg's got to figure it out on the defensive end. It's going to be cold. It's going to slow down that offense just a little bit through the air with how cold it's going to be. I don't even know how it's cold it's going to be in Pattonsburg. I haven't looked to see the weather. Um, but in Maryville tomorrow... It's going to be around 36 around kickoff, 35 around 9 o'clock, so just above freezing. I don't see any snow in the forecast, so that's good. I'm not sure how the wind's going to be, but it should be very, very interesting to kind of see how that goes down. Um, but, yeah, give me so my winners this week. I got Rich Hill, Drexel, East Ashton, not picking Mountain City, North Andrew, Livingston, North Shelby, Pattonsburg, and Worth County. So I'm picking two road teams in Liberal and Rich Hill. And Mountain State North Andrew is a toss-up at this point. Make sure you guys tune in to Pick Up Country KNIM 95.9 tomorrow at uh, Friday night at 6.45 for that game. A uh, quick thing before I sign off here for the night. Congratulations to all the GRC all-conference team. Uh, Will Height, quarterback, no issue there. Running backs was Moen and Butterfield. I think if Alarcon would have made it the whole year, he would have been first team. Not sure he would have been over, but probably maybe Butterfield, but it's really close. <clears throat> Butterfield's had a really good year for Auburn. I think I've kind of let him slide under the radar a bit this year, but he's third in the state in rushing. 1,855 yards. He'll pass Kaiser Hughes this Friday and move into second place behind Mac Anderson. Um, so very impressive for him. Uh, this season, he's been very, very good, um, and he plays in a great system there at Albany. If you just run hard, you're going to get a lot of yards there for Albany um, in that system. And then, of course, receivers, Patrick Callie and Dakota Eaton from Pattonsburg made first team. Gilbert from King City made first team tight end. Um, they spread the love around there with the linemen. You got one from North Carolina, one from Pattonsburg, one from North Andrew, and Welch, Adler, and Wheeler. Uh, no big quorums there. I've seen all those guys kind of play a little bit this year. They're all very good. Um so, yeah, that's what I've kind of seen this year. Nothing big. Jaden Baker, all-purpose back, first-team all-conference. I'm glad to see him get on there. Uh, Trice Floyd was second-team all-purpose back. Aiden, Aiden Gladstone from Worth County, the sophomore, was first-team second-team quarterback. Um, Alarcon and Eckler, Ecker from North Andrew got second-team running backs. I love those selections. I know Alarcon missed a few games, but when he was in there, he was fantastic. Because uh, Alarcon, he still finished with... 650 yards. He would have been over. He would been a thousand yard rusher easily this year if he would have stayed healthy. Um, with that three prong attack with him, Gladstone and Reinhardt, they were going to put up some big numbers. He still has 16 rushing touchdowns. Was top top 15 in the state. So Alarcon, I'm glad to see him get some recognition there despite his injury. Um, yeah, nothing big there defensively. I don't see anything I would have disagreed with uh, massively there for the GRC. Um, just kind of noticed the GRC just not quite as strong as it has been in the past. And that's saying a lot because they were very, very strong before that. So, 
And I already talked about the 275 conference, all conference teams in last week's podcast. Make sure you guys check that out. Haven't seen anything from the CRC. I'm sure um, Coach Bass or someone will post those once they become available. I will share them, of course, on Twitter at Mo8BandFootball. Um, but I cannot wait for these eight games here tomorrow. It is eight games. Yeah, eight games tomorrow. And then, of course, after that, there's only seven high school football games and eight-man left for the rest of the season. We'll have the district championship games, all four of those games, state semifinals, and then the state championship game. So should be a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, the way it's kind of looking right now, if I'm doing predictions for um, where the semifinals are going to be at, um, right now, Pattonsburg will most likely... Pattonsburg would host Southwest Livingston in a semifinal, but would have to travel to either Oric or North Shelby. Um, I don't think Worth County or Albany is going to win that district, so that's kind of just where I'm going to leave it at in that one. I think it's a one-team kind of thing. So Livingston, they will have to travel most likely either way um, if they make it out of districts. Uh, Pattonsburg would host Livingston, but have to travel to either North Shelby or Oric. Um, districts 1 versus 4. Appleton City would host versus East Atchison, but no one else. Um... East Ashton will have to travel no matter what. Um, so East Ashton will be on the road for the semifinals, kind of depending if they make it out of districts, they will be on the road. Um, Rich Hill, if they make it to the state semifinals, they will host no matter what. Um, so Rich Hill, if they win the next two games, they will host. Liberal, if they... If somehow South Holtonami Holt would make it through, they would have to travel. Other than that, Liberal will host either Mountain City, North Andrew, or East Atchison. Uh, Drexel, they would host East Atchison and... No, they would not host North Andrew, though, because... Well, correction. If it's Drexel versus Appleton City and Drexel wins that game and plays North Andrew, Drexel would host. But if it's Drexel, Rich Hill... Then they play North Andrew. North Andrew would host because Drexel would have had uh, multiple home games there since North Andrew has. So it's kind of the way that would work there. Very confusing. But if Drexel was playing Rich Hill, Drexel would travel. If Drexel plays Appleton City and wins, they would host versus East Atchison or North Andrew. Drexel would host East Atchison either way. Drexel will play at Mound City pretty much no matter what. Um, and Appleton City already went through them. So just kind of the way it is. East Atchison traveling no matter what. North Andrew most likely traveling. They would host Appleton City. Them and Drexel with that situation. They would travel to Rich Hill or Liberal. Mount City would host. Um, there's the same situation with Liberal. If Liberal beats Drexel but plays Rich Hill and wins, Mount City would travel to Liberal. Otherwise, Liberal would travel to... No, Liberal gets to host either way because they're the three seed. So Liberal hosts Mount City pretty much either way. I don't know. It's getting really confusing now. I'm not in the right mindset. Um, so yeah, Mount City, they have the best chance to host a semifinal if someone makes that district number four, kind of depending on what happens district number one, which is kind of a mess due to injuries. Um, district one is so hard to pick right now. Those four teams all beat up on each other a little bit in the conference, especially the top three in Rich Hill, Appleton City, and Drexel. Those three teams really beat up on each other. So very interesting to kind of see. Well, it's especially Appleton City. If Appleton City wasn't injured, I think they would go on. But from what I've seen from Appleton City since that injury, I mean, I know they beat Liberal by 26 on Week 8. But that was during the game their quarterback got hurt. And then the next week, they barely beat Norburn Harden Central, who lost to Stewartsville in the first round of the playoffs. So 
Appleton City, I've kind of fallen off their bandwagon. Drexel's been playing really well ever since their loss to Rich Hill in Week 7, 32-6. But Rich Hill, um, trying to think back, because they started the year with a loss. They beat Chillahowie, lost to OCL when they had Garen, beat Decatur, and then they lost to Liberal back in Week number 5. But since that point, I mean, they played at Pattonsburg as tough as they possibly could have. They beat Drexel. And they beat Casey East Christian, and they beat Northwest Hughesville. So they've been on a roll since then. Last week they got revenge versus OCL and got the win there um, on the road. So should be interesting. I do like Rich Hill to possibly come out of that district. I like Rich Hill or Drexel, I think, comes out of district number one. Um, so if Rich Hill comes out, they'll be hosting in the first in the semifinals. If Drexel comes out, kind of depends on the matchups. So still a lot of football was left to be played. Um, and as I've said before, if how many teams do I think could realistically win a state title this year, given the current injury situation, I would not be surprised if East Atchison, Pattonsburg, Mound City, even Livingston, North Andrew, top five teams, um, North Shelby, or Oric. I wouldn't be surprised if seven different teams won a state title this year. I don't think Appleton City can, I don't think Worth County can, and I do not think that Drexel would. I would be surprised if Drexel won a state title. So that's kind of where I'm at. Seven teams, I would not be shocked. I mean, Oric is kind of a give or take there, but since they beat North Shelby, I shouldn't be shocked if they win a state title this year with how well they're playing right now. So there's seven teams. If you told me in a month that, hey, Oric, they went and they beat Mount City for a state title, I'd be a little shocked, but I'd be like, you know what? I see the path for that success. I would see that. Or if you told me, hey, North Andrew, they beat North, Sel- North Shelby for a state title. I'd be like, yeah, that checks out. Or, hey, Mount City, they beat Livingston in a rematch for the state title. Yeah, that checks out. Pattonsburg, they went and they got to play East Atchison for a state championship. One versus two. Well, I'm like, well, duh. I mean, that's the top two teams in the state. They went, battled it out. Should be a lot of fun. So there's so many different games that could happen here. State title game is November 30th, so we are... Just a few weeks away. I've already made my reservations for that night, so I'm staying in Columbia on Saturday night after the game so I can watch the Class 6 game as well. Um, so it should be a an absolute blast. I can't wait for the next four weeks of football here. I just got to make it through the rest of my stuff in life. <laughs> right now I'm just super, super um, busy. So we'll see what happens there. Um, thanks to everybody who reaches out to me throughout the week to talk about stuff. Um, I do really appreciate it. But I'm getting off here so I can print out my sheets for Friday night's game. Mount City at North Andrew, three versus five, eight and two versus eight and two in North Andrew. As I'll have the call at 6:45 on Pickup Country KNIM. I will see you guys then. I'll have a post-game show, um, of course, on here to recap what happened and to kind of preview what's going to happen in the district championship games, who's playing where, etc. So until then, you guys have a great night. Devin Albertson out for Straight Up Sports.